Hello everybody and welcome back to a, another episode of Two Nerds One Quest. I am your host Andy MJC here with you on this Sunday morning bringing the rest of the nerds there are now more than two. It was me and the man on the ones and twos Tom Norman playing Ernan. <laughs> Mama's I... got a squeeze box. Eddie never sleeps at night. Um, it goes in and out, in and out. <laughs> oh. Of course, there's more than us two nerds here. Uh, we also have Ryan Crixus Kukta. Boomtown, get him. And last but not least, Jeff Williams Doc, the lore master of the Lazy Dragon himself. Er, e, er, e, er, e, er, e. Okay, I thought we were done with that joke. <laughs> I need oh, to no. not, that joke I need keep to going. not drink when you when I'm introducing you guys. Uh, so yes, D and D podcast. We are live stream. Both one, two, and one. Um, we are doing Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. We have just gotten into the book proper. Finally, after completing Dragons of Ice Spire Peak. And taking a long journey, which has been several sessions, to get north. Kicking off 2021, we have a oh, yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, they, yeah, Happy New Year. The party had came into Bryn Channer, um, which is one of the ten towns. First witnessing a sacrifice, it being a new moon. Um, a human sacrifice. The village had gathered around, or the town had gathered around, and up on a stage, almost like a gallows, being hung from post, was a man that they stripped naked and hung out in this sub-zero temperature. He's not going to last long being unclothed. Um, the village kind of separated, and the group found out through a couple of conversations that this is a standard sacrifice to Oral, and that Bryn Chander is one of the cities that actually does human sacrifice to Oral, and that there are other different sacrifices to Oral, the Frost Maiden. Um, they proceeded to look for lodgings, uh, found the North Look Inn, which if you look at the map, if Norm has put it up or not has put it up, has not put it up, I don't know if he has or not. Oh, Bryn Chander? Yeah, the Bryn Chander map. Did you put it up or no? I was in the process of trying, and then I put us live, so now I'll, I'll do it now. Okay. I'll do it now. That's fine. It'll pop up shortly. North, North, the North Look Tavern and Inn is, ironically, by the North Gate of Town. <laughs> Go figure. Mm-hmm. Upon entering the North Look Tavern, um, they found a mysterious knucklehead trout on the wall. And um, approached it near enough to trigger its magic song that it decides to sing. And it sang a little tune and a little ditty to them. And then they had a good chuckle about it and went and took their seats. And after being a small conversation, a little bit learning a little bit more about Doc and where he came from and whether or not he was ready to stay with the party they were delivered a tray of ale with a letter. 
Aranon opened the letter, and it said from the dwarf in the corner, who they had realized Aranon had, had been watching them since they entered. So, you have ales in front of you, and a note saying, this is from the dwarf in the corner. And she looks to be, she's on the upper end of dwarven age. Uh, she's smoking a pipe. She has a tankard of ale in her hand herself. Um, look grizzled. She looks like, like almost a veteran of some kind. She's clearly not, no stranger to fighting. Um, and she's just observing from the corner. And what, what does the message say? It just says from the dwarf in the corner with the pipe and actually that's what it is from the dwarf in the corner with the pipe so it's not an actual message and if it's, you just, to it's just a piece of paper saying this paper is from this dwarf she, she bought it some it's ale these drinks she bought oh, these drinks. drinks that's what it's in um inciting I gotcha. but the um actually make an insight check because typically well actually you don't even need to make an insight check uh, in your line of work and things you've done, typically a bartender of a round of drinks was bought. They mention who bought it. For some reason, this was put on a slip of parchment and handed to you. You almost get the idea that maybe it didn't want to be acknowledged that it came from her. They didn't want the bartender pointing at her and or drawing attention for some reason. And what was I rolling? Insight? I was going to say insight, but I just gave you the information okay. for a successful roll. But I was, I, you didn't, you know, this stuff. Yeah. I, I'm in the process of trying to do three things at once. So I'm like, no, repeat, that's... repeat, repeat. Nope. nope. You are completely, completely with it. You understand the situation that's going on. Um, Ellie kind of takes the mug and just kind of smells like ale. What, what did the note say or not? Yeah. It, just the drinks were on the dwarf in the corner. I'm not sure why. Um, Ellie kind of... She's puzzled by that. <laughs> why wouldn't the bartender just tell us? The, the servant just tell us that. I'm going to hold the note up to the light to see if there's anything on it that is, like, hidden or... Um, yeah, you don't notice anything hidden on it. Um, the dwarf in the corner, when you kind of hold it up to the light, just kind of looks at the sky and sighs. You, you, like, you can see her physically just kind of... <sighs> takes a long drag off her pipe and kind of blows kicks back and blows some smoke rings you get the idea that she's kind of trying to show you hey I have a pipe mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I'm the one that this note is probably referencing uh doc she seems to be up your alley go see what she wants <laughs> alright yeah 
Uh, Doc will grab the mug of ale and swagger over as if he's uh, uh, playing the part of someone who's trying to woo someone at a bar, since this seems to be an act kind of thing. So, Perfect. Uh, make a performance check. Which one? Performance. Performance. Well, I'm good at performance, um, but I rolled a one, so five. <laughs> so you are not good at performance. You I go think. over there. You think you're being smooth as hell. It looks awkward as fuck, and she is <laughs> exactly. It is literally <laughs> Night at the Roxbury. Um, <laughs> so you know... <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, all four of us in unison. What? <laughs> yeah, no, that's not happening. <laughs> what is love? Yes. Um, we call that we call that night at the docks, Barry. Night at night at the docks, <laughs> Norm, you better put that in for a show title. <laughs> yeah, you beat me to it. Uh, so you approach the table kind of awkwardly. No one in the bar really pays attention because. Because they, they're like, oh, this poor guy. They, well, actually, I should say they are paying attention because it's kind of awkward. <laughs> There's a couple of them just watching it for the comedic value of it. And you approach the table and she looks up at you and says, can I help you? Thanks for the L. You're welcome. May I sit down? Absolutely. Please do. All right. Doc sits down. <clears throat> Anything, uh, anything I can do for you? For uh... you and your group over there, you don't look like you're from town. We stand out a little, don't we? Just a little. You don't have the same cold weather gear that most have here. Um... Yeah, we. Just arrived uh, probably about an hour ago. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's fortunate. You may be exactly what I need in this situation, then. I need someone that's not known to the area. Ah. Are you for hire? Um, well, I'm technically hired by the rest of this group, but they may... Uh, they may. Is the group for hire? Uh, maybe. I don't necessarily speak for them, but I can pass along a, a message. Do you have any qualms with eliminating life forms? Um, I mean, probably not. We just totally murdered some cats back there. <laughs> Why would you say that out loud? Oh, sorry, kittens. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, the oh, sorry, kittens part wouldn't happen because Aaron's not sitting there. No. Um, well, that's that is good. How do you feel about humans? Um, I mean, humans are all right. I, I'm hanging out with one right now. Eliminating humans. Daps. You have an answer. I mean, good humans, bad humans, random humans. What are we talking? Partic in 
particularly individual bad human. That seems like uh, something that we could do. Let's just say he's killing other folk. Mm. And I'd like to put an end to it. <clears throat> I'm assuming there's some benefit to the group for this? Absolutely. Absolutely. And there is a gold reward for eliminating this objective. Well, I know that the boss will uh, will like that magic word uh, that you just said. Uh, G-O-L-D, gold. Very well. We'll converse with your friends. I will get up when I'm done with my ale. I'll head to the back. It'll look like I'm going to the restroom. Follow me back. There's a room on the left. Down that hallway. Just beyond the... Privy. <laughs> Just walk right in. I'll be in there waiting for you. Should I bring the rest of the gang? One at a time, but yes. Not, not all at once. Maybe even leave one out in the bar still. It's up to you. But don't be obvious, please. Good day. Alright. Uh, Doc will get up and... <clears throat> um, again, trying to continue the act. Make a... Um, swaggering walk back. Like, as if he succeeded in making some arrangements for the night. And, you know, probably fail miserably again. I just, I just want to point out, I get the sense that this dwarven lady would be considered like a grandmother in age. She is up there in age. She, you get, looking at her, observing her, she's got scars. She's clearly battled. Like, she's no stranger to fighting. But she's probably beyond the age where she wants to try and do something like that. Okay. So she's looking for more able-bodied Interesting. Yep. It doesn't change what Doc does with his swagger. Yep. So noted. I just, I'm just pointing out it might get more eyes than less. Like, what the fuck is that guy doing? Hitting on grandmas. Gotta love it. The cougar, cougar yeah. hunter. I mean, that's <laughs> Doc Cougar Hunter. Trying when you're rolling that one, whitey kitten. He's all about the cats. Um, all right. on whatever uh, level you want. It. Doc will go back to the table and convey that information. Emphasizing gold as many times as he can in the conversation. Every time you say the word gold, Ellie looks at Aaron. <laughs> you have my attention. So, yeah. I, I like wants, the idea uh, about killing someone, but he sounds like he's not the best person either. And so, he may kill more if we don't kill him, so... Did you also... Have anything to do genius, with the rumors? Did you also mention to us about the kitten thing that you told her we killed the cats? No. Okay. That wouldn't... Yeah. yeah. Why would <laughs> that, he have that mentioned that? Aeronaut. <laughs> he's not a moron. 
Um, Ellie, Ellie points out, I wonder if this has anything to do with the rumored murders that we heard about. Yeah, kind of seems to be in line with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know me. I'm always down for some gold and some swift justice. Murder? No, not, I don't. <laughs> I, you have me all wrong. You make it sound like I just go out just stabbing people for fun. Have I ever gone up to anybody and just stab them for money, not for fun? There's a. If you weren't getting paid, you wouldn't do it. (laughs) Well, that is very accurate. He may not have morals. Exactly. Then (laughs) he may not have morals, but he has scruples. Exactly. Task does align with our uh, our overall mission to clean things up up here. So I do suggest that Aranon. You take Ellie and Doc, and I'll maintain our spot at the bar. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to have a conversation with this woman about the stabby stabby. Let's let's go see what's up. I'll go first, and then Ellie. Crixus's thought process yeah. there is is Aranon would be motivated to talk money. Ellie would be the moral compass, and Doc would do the introduction. Actually, Doc, why don't you go first and then I'll follow? Since you already had a conversation with her. It seems like seems like a good plan. So I'll wait until I until we see her head back there. All right. I need another ale. Okay. So you go to the bar and I'm to get another ale, Doc. She dumps back her tankard and gets up and walks to the back. Do you go immediately, or do you wait a few minutes? Um, once she's gone, then I'll wait just a few minutes, and I'll I'll take the horn out just to uh, have a, a way to send a message if need be. Um, I'll just cover my shoulder. There's a drunk guy that was sitting at a table somewhat near hers. When he sees you stand up, he's like, "Yeah, go get her, lover boy." <laughs> Drawing attention to you standing up and walking through the back. (laughs) Give him the thumbs up. And the the whole bar kind of chuckles at it. There's someone that yells at him to just, Barney, shut up! (laughs) (laughs) Go back to your drink. (laughs) Just kind of an outburst about it. Um, She'll be smoking more than that pipe. So, yeah, under his breath. It's <laughs> fantastic comment. Yeah, you make it. Doc, you get up and head in back. You find the door. You turn the knob on the door and push it open. Um, out at the bar, uh, Aaron, and you step up to the bar. There are three dwarves sitting next to you, and they're talking to another guy uh, there who looks kind of like a mercenary. Um, he's got a couple of swords his hips, a bow across his back and they're animate, animatedly telling a story about a yeti that attacked their wagon or their sled I should say, it isn't a wagon but a yeti that attacked their sled and they lost their friend it killed their friend and they fled for their lives 
the snow up north. Super enchanter. Alright, I'm just going to sit and eavesdrop for a minute. Uh, the information you get from this as you sit and eavesdrop, because uh, it's not hard, they're trying to convince this guy to help him, help them. Um, and they had a shipment of iron from a mine up north that they're supposed to be delivering to. Hang on a second, I'm going to find the place in Bridgehander. Uh, not the north look, because that's where you are. They are supposed to be delivering the iron to Hell Hell. Do, 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 do. Black Iron Blades. Um, it was a shipment of ingots that was supposed to be delivered there from a mine further north. So, um, their sled was attacked, their friend was killed, and they fled with their lives. Right, one I'm of gonna... them has a large, like, to corroborate the story, one of them has this large, like, claw mark, like, bear claw mark across his shoulder and chest plate where his, like, cold weather gear was torn open completely and down and whatever's, like, sticking out from the jacket. Alright, I'm gonna they... interrupt them and say, excuse me, sir, I couldn't help but overhear you talking about a Yeti. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry to hear about your misfortune. Uh, where exactly oh. did this happen? Well, you want the job. Uh, want to go to cover our sled? It We're looking maybe. for someone to get our sled back. And our friend's body, if you can. I certainly, seriously doubt that's still around. Well, We're we are cool. in the area, and we're running some errands, and yeah, we may be interested in, in a job or two, um, depending upon... Uh, you say we. You have friends? Yeah, yeah, I have a couple of friends with me, and uh, we we are possibly in some need of some coin, or some some sort of payment. Um, so we... Make a perception check, Aaron, as you're talking to him. They've all turned to look at you. 17. The guy on the other side of him that they were talking to grabs his tinkered veil and raises a glass and nods at you and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> somewhat re it seems he's somewhat relieved that uh, this conversation has been turned over to you. Yeah. Uh, Crixus, you see um, Aaron at the bar talking to a couple of dwarves. Um, Ellie looks at you and kind of sighs and says, he's supposed to be going and I'm going to go and back. Um, maybe figure out what he's getting into. I'll keep him safe and make sure he joins you shortly. Okay. Alright, so she takes a deep breath, looks at her ale, and takes another swig of it, and puts it down, gets up, and, and then nods at you, and walks off and back. Doc, you've opened this door. She's sitting, standing by a table. It's a lower level table for a dwarf. Got a map spread out. You can see the map of the city, everything, and it's, um, she's got a bunch of, it's, almost looks like the beginnings of uh, uh, next to it 
in a different map that's much larger, like regional map. It almost looks like the beginnings of like a CSI threaded connecting point map trying to track and you recognize like town names that you've heard from the rumors about the murders that have happened and she's kind of tracking it and then you see there's also different um different uh like trade you would assume as like trade companies it's like Nala's goods and um, Erholden's berries and it's just it's a bunch of like trade group names stuff you'd see in a marketplace and those are also tracked around um, 10 towns via these threads and the threads are all different colors and she's kind of looking at it and she, oh my name come in, come in. so you're going to take the quest then <clears throat> yep the rest will be along shortly oh very good very good and at that moment ellie kind of walks in the door behind her and she's like hello hi you're a friend of doc was it did you say your yes. name before? Okay. Uh, I think she probably. asked me. <clears throat> um, we'll go. We'll go with yes. Although I don't remember specifically. It's early and I drank a lot yesterday. Um, <laughs> very good. Very good. Come in. Come in. Come in. Um, how many more are coming? Two more. Two more. All right. Uh, we'll wait. I don't want to repeat myself. Uh, Aaron. You're at the bar asking about or talking about this yeah. quest. Did you have any things you wanted to ask them specifically? Yeah. Where where exactly did this take place? Oh, it was straight north. It's a, um, there's a mining, uh, a mine up there and uh, a smelter. They've made the well, he's not not a smelter up there. It's ingots. That's they're taking him to the smelter, the blacksmith. Um, but about about two hours north of here. So, how how many people? You said one person. Yeah. Well, we we lost. We lost. Yeah, you lost one person, and you also lost your sled and the. The, the black iron, right? Uh, the, uh, the iron ingots, yes. So, uh, what are you offering up if we take this job? Uh, we have, we, and she's kind of looking around and she looks and looks in the bag and she's like, oh, they have these. And she pulls out several large gems that you would estimate are about 50 gold a piece. There's six of them in her palm. Would absolutely give you these. You bring back our sled, our shipment, safely delivered to Black Iron um, Blades, and these are yours. Vamp for a minute. I need a second. Alright. <laughs> Somebody needs to go poo. Alright. And, uh... 
Crixus will have to come up at some point then. And then just put his hand on Aranon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I am taking uh, quite a bit of time. And just say... But man, did you see the size of those gems? Um, I don't think he did. But then I think the... Uh, I'll just say, I'll order us some food if you want to uh, take a bathroom break. Oh. Yeah, I forgot. I need to pee. <laughs> um, I think you guys should make performance checks. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't get... I'll end up with stage fright. Roll a natural one. Perform in front of the boys. Yeah. <laughs> um... So I, th I think what I'm going to do is introduce you to them, Crixus, and say this is my companion, one of my companions. Um, he'll be asking for more details. Um, Apologize. I, nope, no worries. Um, so Crixus <laughs> came up to me and interrupted me and said that I needed to use the bathroom. He was going to order food. And... Uh, so I'm introducing Crixus to the people to continue the conversation. Oh, excellent. And then yes. I'm also going to whisper in Crixus's ear before I walk away, they have six large gems. So we're going to take this, right? And then walk away. <laughs> so I so get then people's eyebrow all of a sudden. Um, so the dwarf says to you, Ah, uh, so you're with him. Yes. Indeed. We are part of a traveling party headed north, but uh, uh, but we'll be here for a few days. Excellent. You're willing to help us, then? <clears throat> it sounds like Aranon was very bullish on your quest. So I'd like to hear more about it. And she introduces herself. She says, my name's Runa. And goes into telling the story about how they lost their friend and the wagon was capsized. Everything she told Aaron, she's repeating to you. Um, at that moment, Aaron, you arrive in back. Um... Um, a couple things, and just a second before we get back to Aaron and then back. A couple things you notice, Crixus. Um, her right ear is missing. Um, she is also missing two fingers on her left hand. She's got only got three fingers on her left hand as she's talking to you. Um, there are there are two male dwarfs with her. The other male. Um, one of them kind of is just zones out like he's like he's just looking at his drink and he'll occasionally drink and just look at the surface of the drink um you notice he's actually only holding his drink with it's actually he uses both hands but he only has his index finger and his thumb on the one hand actually no it's his middle finger he's lost his index finger he's got his middle finger and his thumb on the one hand and then he's got all his fingers on his other hand um his nose is like the tip of it is gone 
it's bent like off and you can see a little bit of the cartilage just where it's kind of skin's healed over it but it's kind of open almost look a little like michael jackson or after his yeah um and the other guy keeps looking out the window and he's nervous he's just he's skittish he's jumpy he's nervous and he keeps glancing out the window um he doesn't like the outside anymore these guys are shell-shocked he's got reasons (laughs) um so you're you're as you're going through this conversation, you pick up on all these little details about these three dwarves. Um, Runa actually introduces um, the other two. Corex is the one that keeps staring into his drink, and Storn is the one that keeps glancing outside, and he kind of waves nervously when she mentions his name. What um, was his? Na- what was the first guy's name? Clorin. Corox. Corox. K O R U X. Corox. And Storn, like storm, but with an N. And those are the three dwarves. Um, Aaron, you head him back. You open the door that you were told to go through. Um, and you see Doc and Ellie looking over maps with this dwarf from the corner who's still smoking on her pipe. Um, blowing it off to the side instead of blowing it into people's faces. Um, and she, uh, she's kind of pointing out things on the map and saying, "This is this is where I've seen the murders happen, or heard of the murders happening." And these are the local trade routes. This one. I'm gonna walk up to the friend? table. Yeah, she. She. Like, I assume this is the third. Yeah, I'm gonna walk up to the table and say, "Hi, sorry, I'm late. I." Uh got caught in another conversation that we're going to have to have after this one. Um, I'm Aranon. Aranon, I'm this is my bo- This is my boss. Friend, I'm giving I'm him the side friend. eye. My name is Flynn. I am a, uh, a veteran mercenary adventurer. Um, I live in Brinchander. I have been helping local law enforcement. They may not know it, but they do what they can, but they don't always have the means. What was your name? Flynn. H-L-I-N. Flynn Trollbane. Um, She said they used to hire me long ago to find and eliminate problems. My body's not what it used to be, to be blunt. This is something I would have taken care of years ago. The last time I went out, and she kind of taps at her knee, it's... I don't move like I used to. And you notice as she's moving around the table, she's kind of hobbling, and you saw her hobble as she walked out. Um, I just don't have the agility I used to have. But as I was showing your friends here, the map, um, 
If you look at this, where the murders have occurred, and you look at the travel routes of the trading companies, I think your target... I believe his name is... Sefik? Sefik? I believe is his first name. He's traveling. I don't know if he... It's hard to say. It looks like he's traveling with Torg's trading group. T-O-R-G. Porgs. Like Star Wars Porgs? Like uh, little, little guys that fly around and... <laughs> exactly like that, except a T instead of a P. P as in Tom instead of P as in Peter. Ah, that makes more sense, because I didn't think those... I didn't think Porgs were on this planet. The multiverse, they may come through a portal somewhere. <laughs> An invasive species. Oh. Yes. Rumor has it. Apparently they taste pretty good too if you cook them. As long as they aren't looking at you while you eat them. Um, but you are looking for Sephic. I wasn't able to pinpoint what his last name is. And I don't know if he's operating under the order of Torgs or if he's operating under his own orders or someone else's orders. But I'm sure it's him. Hmm. So have we gotten to the point of what you're offering up in payment yet? For successful elimination of this target, I can give you 300 gold. And what exactly is the danger factor in this? Are we up against 20 people? Are we up against... Are we Are we just Porgs to is, get rid of this yeah. one person? My understanding is if you could isolate and get rid of the one person, it would be best. It would be easiest. Um, trying to do this without letting anyone know that you were the people that eliminated this one person because I'm sure Torgs is going to be upset they lost their bodyguard. Um, they are a small band of sales folk from what I see. Um, we're killing vacuum the... salesmen? <laughs> so you're killing a serial killer oh. who is disguising himself or running with the salesman as a, as a cover is what I believe. Well, lucky for you, sneaking up on one person is my specialty. Well, you need to isolate him from this group and then not be seen because you get on the wrong side of Torgs, you may find yourself paying inflated prices or being denied service at several locations. As far as trade... In the Ten Towns region. Well, we can't have that, can we? Well, you could, but it's going to make things difficult. So I would advise trying not to be seen. So... Or known. If I'm hearing correctly, it's an all-or-nothing thing. <clears throat> we take care of him, and if we get seen, it's all of them. 
Yeah, I would highly discourage that. There's only... How many more of you are there? There's three here. There's another one. Yeah, ten versus four. I don't, I don't know that I like that. I, odds. So but I leave that up to you guys. It's you frowned upon, but it's not It's not uh, forbidden. No, noted. To eliminate Torgs would cause ripples in the economy of Ten Towns. Also noted. Like to avoid that. For the common folk, at least. Well, no, I guess I will try my best to keep it to one sneaky death. So do you have any uh, information on where we might run across this Sethic character? I would follow Torg's trade routes. They should be in Bryn Chander right now. I would check maybe the market. It's only open for an hour at noon. So maybe tomorrow. That would be my best offer of information. You're willing to accept this cause? I'm I'm down. I mean, you guys don't have to. If it's just a matter of sneaking up on one guy and isolating him. I have my ways, um, but it would be nice to have some backup. She says, as a show of good faith, and she unties a pouch from her camp and tosses it towards you, Aaron. Hey, dexterity. Save to catch it. This should be easy, right? Should be. He's, he's a rogue. He's very dexy. 15. Absolutely. Snatches it out of there. Um, just by weight in your hand and sound of coins hitting each other because you know these things being you. Money's your shit. So you estimate there's 50 gold in that pouch without even thinking about it. This will serve as a nice down payment. Good luck. Don't underestimate them. Now go. I never do. And Ellie kind of nods her head and backs out, realizing that she's just, she doesn't have a lot of input here. She understands who this is, what you're going after. She just observed and bucks out and comes back out to the bar and uh, finds Crixus. It's like, sex to Crixus. The dwarves are still there. Um, they've switched to other topics. Um, and they, because you said there were more, they're kind of waiting for you to discuss with the rest of the group um, whether or not you would. Oh, excuse me. Whether or not you'd like to help them. So, so Crixus once is, everybody. Crixus is back at the table. Um, I thought he would still be at the bar. Or did you go back to the table? It's up to you, Crixus, wherever you went. Um, after the conversation, I would have let the group, the group of three dwarves know. Um, I would talk to my team 
And if I come back and pat them on the back and say we're in, then uh, then we'll take the we'll take the uh, the deal basically. And if not, if I don't do that, then then don't count on us to complete the task. Fair enough. <clears throat> um, so you head back to the table. You're sitting at the table when Ellie comes over. She sits down. Uh, her half of the nail is still sitting there. She kind of picks up, looks in it, and takes a swing at it. How are things out here? It sounds like we're going to go hunt a man. We've got a couple... Uh, we've got a couple deals going on at the same time, but uh, seems like we've got yeah, an opportunity to make some coin. Yeah. So basically, my thought is we take care of this guy first, and then since we're heading north, where are you, Erna? Oh, Erna. Sorry. Still back in the room. <laughs> You're not at the table yet. You're coming out one at a time. Oh. There's a little bit of conversation that would happen here. Um, I misunderstood. I thought, we, I thought we all left at once. Oh no, 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 no! She she told you specifically. Lynn told you specifically one at a time, mm -hmm. and Ellie was the first one that backed out. But you also have to remember, oh. I had fifty coin in a pouch in my hand. I probably didn't hear that. <laughs> Selective here. Fair enough. Fair enough. You come. You come walking out. Actually, you you sit down at the table right at that moment and start saying what you were saying. Um. Okay. Uh, Doc, how long do you wait before you go out? Um. Not not too not too long. I'll uh, in case anybody's watching from the bar, I'll make a sad face like I failed in my quest, even though there was no you know conquest to be had. <laughs> um. Well, let's see. He's... Oh, yeah, no. The drunk guy's passed out on the table. He had no idea you came back out. He is <laughs> head down. Uh, his perception check at disadvantage to notice you was a two <laughs> and a one. <laughs> so, yeah, he's passed out face first on the table. He doesn't make any mention uh, when you come out. So, yeah, drunk guy's really drunk. Yeah, drunk guy is not moving drunk. Get out there and... Now we have to protect him from air <laughs> Exactly right. Um, you you eventually get to the table. Arnon's talking about... Um, whatever Arnon was talking about. Proceed. <laughs> Sorry. Um... Ellie kind of looks, looks at you sharply. And as you sit down, she mutters under her breath, that was a little quick. Hey. I'm just going to look at her like, what? What are you talking about? You're supposed and to come out I'm going to say, I'm going to ignore her. I'm going to say, um, <laughs> so I figure we can take care of the guy in town. And then since we're going north anyways, we can see if we can find the sled and Yeti uh, heading north. And if we can, we can. And if we can't, we can't. Crixus, there's the rumors of the this killer that's been around. That's she wants us to try and find him. 
Um, well, can I can't think of a more noble quest. So that I'm, makes sense. This is honestly a um. Sounds awful. Murder I could get behind. Finally. And she looks at Aaron on. It's about time I got at this point, on my Doc, side. Doc sits down at the table. He's all dejected and kind of he kind of kicks his chair out as instead of pulling it out, he kind of kicks it out and then kind of sits on it in a hump. And then winks at the table. Ellie's just she's just about to ask if you're okay, and then just kind of nods, and takes a drink. I have a couple questions for the DM. Yes. The group of three dwarves at the bar, Runa and her lackeys, are they still there? Yep. Yes. All right. I'm going to try to flag down the waitress. And uh, before I do that, I'm going to ask Doc to see if he can read lips and see if see what Runa and her people are talking about. You'd be able to see them from where you are. It's uh, make a perception check, Doc, because they their backs are technically to you, but they would be turning occasionally to talk to each other. Uh, nine. So you're getting one side of the conversation. Um, the the males, it's kind of hard to see what they're saying. Their beards are obscuring things. Um, but you do. It seems to be an animated conversation about whether they should look for someone else while they're waiting for your answer and you do catch a glance once in a while at your table um or if they should just hold tight and wait for you guys to answer and there's a conversation about do you think they're capable do you, they look capable well i don't know i think they can do it do you think they can should we should wait we should Maybe, maybe we should wait. Yeah, we should wait. Well, let's let's wait at least until they leave. And then we, if they leave and they don't come to us, then we then we'll look for someone else. Then you get the idea that they're kind of waiting on you guys. Okay, I'll I'll convey that. It seems like they uh, they may be a little impatient. They're uh, waiting for an answer from from us. I'll talk to Aranon and I'll say, Aranon, did you get a sense? at how much of a threat this yeti would be uh in looking at the dwarves they all had missing appendages and seemed horrified at the concept of this monster yeah i would agree with that they all seemed pretty <laughs> uh what's the word i'm looking for scared shitless um is this a risk worth taking for our well they're only looking to get back the sled with the ingots and their person if we don't run across the yeti then there's no threat yeti gonna do with a bunch of iron I mean hopefully we wouldn't ever find out I mean throw it at people have a good fight. Yeah, there, is there a possibility we can um, load snowballs? Use this to our advantage with the other thing if we pose as traders or travelers or something, and maybe use that to cross paths with this um, other trading company. 
That's not a bad idea, Doc. I would say that that is a good option. I'm kicking myself for not thinking of it sooner. So we so we go find this wagon and then pose as a different trading company. Yeah. We're going to be new, though, to the area. We need a pretty good, pretty tight story. Can you can we get some more information from the group at the bar? Oh, we, we might be able to. They're still there. You know, if we, hmm, if we found the sled and picked up Fruna and brought her with us to the other job, she could do the main talking because she would know more about the trading and all about the resource and we could just be her lowly worker if she'd be willing to do that because I'm sure that the murders possibly weigh heavy on her as well and we could leverage that maybe to get some cooperation Ellie seems to be like she's in all, all her body her mannerisms are very favorable to this idea. She isn't saying much, though. Uh, Crixus, All let's right, go talk so... to Fruna. Let's go pull her off to the side and, and have a nice discussion with her about this possibility. Indeed. Uh, I haven't had time to catch a waitress, but my stomach is screaming at me. Please, please put something inside of me. Feed so please. me, <laughs> Try to flag down the waitress, if at all possible. I'll, we'll we'll get some food, right, Doc? Yep. And uh, Doc Doc would have no problem actually walking back to the kitchen if need be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So let's go with Aeronaut and Crixus going to the counter. Ellie's going to stay at the table and kind of keep the table because it's starting to get busier. Um. Aaron and Crixus, you come up to the bar. Bruna's sitting there. Uh, her friends, the one's still looking out the window every two seconds. The other one's still got like a thousand foot stare into his drink. And Bruna turns and looks at you and says, Oh, you'll help us then. Well, Fruna, we actually have some other questions for you. You're, we don't want to bother your friends. They seem a little preoccupied with their thoughts um can we speak to you just just a couple steps over here for a second you guys okay the, the one kind of nods just still looking at his drink that one's like looking out the window he turns like yeah, yeah sure go yeah. and i'm kind of pushes it's funny because she pushes back off of it and you think she's actually going to fall over she pushes the whole um stool back but as the stool's going back she kind of grabs it from the middle and just hops off of it and pulls it forward so that she's standing with it out in front of her you actually go to catch her and realize she doesn't need catching at all she's got a clever way of getting off of the long shanks stools hmm. all right where do you want to talk 
just a, I'm gonna, you know, take her by the elbow and just bring her a couple steps away from her friends, just kind of out of earshot. So we yes. have a little quandary of our own, and we want to know if you would be able to help us. Are you? And I'm gonna, you know, ask her if she's aware of the murderer and all the death and stuff going on in the city. If she's aware of the rumors, yeah, yeah, okay. I've heard the rumors. I've so, not seen a body, but I've heard the rumors. We've been tasked to find this person. So it's true. Uh, by all accounts, yes, it is true. And you need my help. Yes. If we go north and find your sled of ingots, we would like to use it to meet up with this band of traders where this person is supposedly hiding out. And we would like you to join us to do the heavy talking about trade because none of us here are well versed in trade. And we feel like you would be a good person to explain the ingots and the process and all that stuff because we're not going to be able to answer those questions to tradesmen. What would I get out of this? Well, you would get your sled back with the ingots. And you would also be making your city safe and yourself safe. There would be no more fear of this serial murderer running around your city. Make a persuasion check. Nineteen. She looks at you. As you're listing off of the things, you, you notice her head slowly starting to nod positively. Yeah. Yes, I will help you. Good. Then we will have a mutual, mutually beneficial arrangement. Can we bring my friends? I do not want to leave them behind. Do you think that they are ready to go? They do not. We need people who are going to be observant. And we need people who are not going to run and hide if something happens. The, the, the skittish one will be the most observant one of us all. He's petrified we're going to find a white dragon. That's what he's scared of. That's what he's looking out the window for. It has nothing to do with the Yeti. Okay, first of all, nobody said anything about a dragon. What makes you think he's how old are you? Oh, well, it doesn't matter. How old is there? How old? How have you ever seen a dragon? Though I may have seen one, yes. Okay, then you know what encountering one would be like, and he doesn't want to encounter one. Is there a white dragon flying around the town? Around the town, no, but there are white dragons in the north. Just like there are green dragons in the south and black dragons in the... 
brass you, and copper ones. Did you come across a white? Very often. Did you come across a white dragon where your sled was when you guys got attacked by the yeti? No. Dragons are very rare, but they do exist. I've seen one in my life. That's enough to make me believe, and enough to make me know I don't want to encounter. I'm, I'm just gonna let it go. I'm just gonna shake my head and be like, I don't understand what you're scared of if you've never seen if he's never seen one before if like it's the whole i have seen one told you sure i've seen one and that is enough to scare me he has seen more okay i said closer reacts. sure can't avoid all the watering holes for fear of a kraken exactly absolutely to live your life in fear he does well enough getting out all right, well, that's neither here nor there. All right. I worry for my friends. Well. Now, this accent is all over the fucking place. <laughs> Pick an accent and stick with it. Runa's an all admir- over the map as far as her accent. That's amazing. An Dude, admirable she's, she's trait. Her, her, accent, her dialect switches depending on where she is. That's her accent. It just kind of rolls. And when she's in a neutral place, it just rolls through them all. <laughs> it's a character thing. Um, so do you think your friends would be willing and able to join us? What is the... I have one last question. What What is the traveling vendors or merchants we're looking for? Where are they? The, this this other merchant group that you're yeah. do you know their name? Oh, uh, they are Torgs. Make a perception check. Actually, hang on a second. Yeah, make a perception check. I gotta make. Okay. Eight. She just kind of nods. Um, Crixus, are you standing right there? Yeah. Make a perception check as well. Fourteen. It is subtle on her face, and Aranon didn't notice it. But there's a look of surprise and maybe a small amount of fear that shows on her face for the briefest second before she starts nodding and says, okay. So, you're going to go find the sled first. Yes? Yes. And then we, we are looking you guys can stay time. here while we look for the sled. We will come and pick you up when we return. Right. Do so we have a deal? We're leaving on the morrow. Yes, we will be leaving in the Absolutely. morning. We would need the after. We would need to leave closer to midday as we do have some errands to run Aranon in the morning. Okay. Midday works. It's all relatively the same around here. It's just when the city kind of cycles through its pattern more than anything. It's gotten very hazy and very weird at times. The, The opening of the market and everything 
Fair enough. As the as the lights in the sky fade, the, the day-night cycle is almost reversed. You've seen the lights, right? The green and purple and violet light that shimmers in the sky. When that is at its peak, it is as close to midnight as we can guess. And as that fades and goes away, that's the best we can call daylight, but the sky never lightens. So we try and live our life around that cycle. Hmm. Fair enough. All right. With that... We are staying at the North Loop in here. Okay. I'm not going to tell her where we're at. Ask for me. Yeah. All right. All right so I'm you gonna, have your deal set in place. Yep. I'm going to shake her hand or reach out she, to shake her hand. She spits in her palm first and then reaches out. Shake your hand. She, you, as you go to take her hand, she kind of pulls it back because you just extended just your hand. Oh, I'm going to hork a big one right in my right hand. Oh, that's it. <laughs> she puts her and there's a smushing <laughs> of wet, phlegmy crap between your hands. But she shakes it heartily and seems very pleased that this deal is actually, like, it was almost honorable what you did. Meaning that you, like, truly meant it. You gave more of your essence to that handshake yeah. than just putting it in the palm of your hand. All right. Well met. We shall speak you, again you're... soon. You feel like like if you were playing like Dragon Age or something, you get you get that little Kruna approves message in the lower right hand corner when yep. you do. Yeah. <laughs> As we so, walk back to the table, uh, I'm gonna pat Crixus on the back with my hand and say, "We did a good job," and kind of <laughs> almost like rub my hand off on his back. Make a slight of hand check. Make a perception check, Crixus. <laughs> Or an insight check. Insight check would probably be better. 19. Well, perception is 9. Or insight. Insight is much better. 20. Better than 19. 20! You do realize what he did. <laughs> you can't. Mm, you, you haven't replaced your cloak yet, have you? This is that's right on my, sh this is right on my overcoat. Gold yep. weather gear, but boogie kind of on there. And I'll say, you're lucky that I, I aim to be cashing this gear in tomorrow. Well, if it would have been a fancy jacket, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> now let's be honest, yeah, I would have. But there's promise of gold on the morrow. Yeah, if we play our cards right. As you guys lots. Down, and say that Ellie's kind of like, oh wow, really? So we're so we're going after this guy. What are we doing for the dwarves? Did, did this all work out? We're getting the wagon back. We're gonna do the whole. I'm gonna explain the whole. Yep, conversation that we had. Yep, I'm going to explain that to the table. So we're all getting locked it in that everyone's got it in their mm -hmm. right mind what we're trying to do. Yep. And Crixus is furiously trying to flag down the waitress. Oh yeah. So, she shows up so right away. While, 
while they were up doing that, uh, the doc was trying to flag down the waitress and eventually get food in any way possible. Um, doc struggled to find the waitress. The waitress is kind of busy. Um, I would assume you would have gotten up and gone and back at one point. Yep. Yep. Probably made some food, delivered some drinks, probably just kind of acted like I worked there for a while. Ooh, did you make some tips? Make make a deception check, first of all. Actually, no, Three. persuasion check, because you aren't deceiving. You are literally just going about your business. So make a persuasion uh, check, because it's your friendly it's... nature that's... It's the same as uh, same for both, so three. Three, okay. Yeah, if you'd have said performance check, it would have been a six. Ah, uh, the cooking back is like, you work here, new guy, <laughs> new guy. Well, all right. Um, and and he's going, and he goes here, and he pushes like four plates up to you. These go to thirty-two, <laughs> and you all find right. yourself, you find yourself bussing and waiting or bussing and delivering meals to tables and okay, how many how many plates were for table 32 four okay i bring that to our table <laughs> <laughs> so you bring that out lay that out at the table um do you go back then or do you just sit down uh i probably uh eat a little bit first and then uh so i'll be right back and i'll go do it <laughs> So Doc, as you guys are kind of hashing this all out, he brings everyone food. You're talking about uh, the things. He goes, he leaves, he comes back, and you, you see him, he leaves, he delivers food to a different table. He goes back, he comes back, and he brings an appetizer out to this table and puts it in front of you guys. And he goes back. He's back and forth a couple of times, and occasionally you get more and more food kind of brought to the table, little bits and pieces. He grabs a new tray, he's like, oh, that looks good. And he brings that over to the table and puts so eventually you have like this feast in front of you. Um, you do notice that there is an argument with um, one of the tables and a waitress. Well, I figured out which table is table 32. Yep, yep. <laughs> and at that point, um, I'll leave it up to you if you continue, Doc, or do you... Um, I'll just... Uh, it, once I figure out which table it is, I'll bring him a round of drinks um, from somewhere and uh, say, these are on the house, uh, your food will be up in a minute, and then I'll just go back to our table, and that'll be the end of it. Uh, they seem pleased to be getting the free drinks. They're a little cross that they don't have their food yet. Um, and make a deception check as you go back to the table. Five. Not good at this whole bar scene thing. No, you are terrible at deception. No, get him drunk. That's my only plan. It's late the night though, and the patrons are very drunk. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> none of them have specifically picked up on the strange dwarf that is, and the cook so frazzled he didn't carry his help. All right, cool, go here. So you got away with this despite your awful rolls because the patrons and the cook are awfuler. With a two and a four. Nice. Oh my god. That's I mean, that. that. I'm like, really? How does he get away with this? Dice telling the story. That's what I needed. Yep. It's just, and it's just Doc's good nature. He's like, eh, well, here. Oh, yeah, we'll take some of that. 
Um, do you enjoy the rest of the night eating? Uh, that that other table does eventually get their food um, through some we, uh, order replacement and. Uh, assume we arrange lodging at yep. some point. Yep, you've arranged lodging here. Would probably be the easiest place to arrange lodging. Um, bartender squares that up with you. Um, Trixis, you are trying to get a waitress for ale. Prior to um, around and doing all this, you said you were trying to flag down a waitress. Yeah, mostly for to fill my belly with something warm. So Doc okay. has has managed to handle that appropriately. You were having you were having some issues flinging them down. They seem very busy, and at one point it becomes a non-issue because food's placed in front of you, and then more food, and then a round of drinks, and then more food, <laughs> and a dessert. Additionally, and an appetite, um, and a full stack of onion rings. And <laughs> perfect. That sounds amazing. Gut rot, but amazing. At one point, I'm going to ask Doc if they had any uh, jalapeno poppers back there. Yeah, they don't. jalapenos don't grow too well up here. They need some hot sun. So, mm. ah, it's a delicacy. Bacon wrap poppers would have been amazing. Um, so, Crixus does need to get a little bit of information on some stores. We need better cold weather gear. So, uh, our morning tasks before we leave would include... Um, getting new cold weather gear. I'd also. Okay, there is a... oh. I, I was gonna say I'd also like to see if I could get my spyglass fixed. I'm on a mission from okay. mission from Got to get that fixed. We're on a mission from Glod. Sorry. God. A squirrel reference. Oh. Oh yeah, I I know. <laughs> Do you know Terry Pratchett's <laughs> Discworld? all parody books they're hilarious and there's one called soul music and literally is there's a ogre named glod and the two guys say we're on a mission from glod it's a parody of yeah it's it's blues brothers and woodstock (laughs) and a bunch of stuff all rolled into one big ass story it's hilarious um highly recommend this stuff awesome um so fixing the spyglass, acquiring new cold weather gear. Um, in the morning, you would be able to go to this their general store. Uh, the cold weather gear would be 10 gold a set. Um, it's heavy duty stuff. It's thick. It's the big downline stuff that you see everyone in up here. Um, you, when you put it on, you all kind of look the same and you look like the rest of the population when they're outdoors up here. So you have the set of, you each have a set of snowshoes. Um, the big woolen coats with the thick suspender style pants and boot wraps that um, like you get in it and you go, oh, this is how they function up here. And it's uh, it's this big fur-lined hood that, I don't know if you've ever had a fur-lined hood. They're amazing. When you pull them up, it breaks the wind in front of your face and you can, oh, nice, cozy, warm. Uh, it's got like a gator style uh, wool uh, mask and hat pulls down. Like you get down to it and it is literally just like when you're coming in here trying to see the difference between these people. All you get is this little strip of face that you can see. You're Wisconsinites, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So you all managed to do that. Um, make an investigation check, Aranon. Uh, looking for a place for your spy, get your spyglass fixed. I'm assuming food, night, and the clothing is going to cost something. Yes, the clothing is all ten gold a piece per person. Um, the food and night at the um, inn would have been probably. Oh, well, let's see. You brought um, actually. Did we pay for made, food? Because we just had a whole bunch of food brought to us. I was, I was gonna say just Doc kept stealing it. <laughs> Aranon, make it this. Well, actually, no. Who went up to settle the bill with the innkeeper slash bartender? I did. Okay, make a. Um, he he says so. The room and the drinks, correct? Correct. Room and ales. The room and ales. Make a deception check. Eleven? Eleven. He's there. All right. Um, That's a total for the four of you. The ales for the evening, the night. Um, No food. Oh, you have plates. Did you have food? Uh, Looks like you did. No, I don't. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I don't believe we ordered food with the waitresses. No. One moment. He, he goes in back, talks to all the waitresses, and comes back up. Fair enough. Um, I don't know where. That's on the house. That's our mistake. And he uh, starts going in. Um, he actually, he comes out and he says, I'm terribly sorry. I mean, you, you did not order food. Um, apparently it was brought to your table by mistake from a different table. They were very upset that they didn't get their food. I understand now where it went. I will need, there'll be some corrective action taken with our waitresses. Um, I apologize if it inconvenienced you. It, did you enjoy the food? Oh, it was Hot. <laughs> sometimes that's all you can ask for here in the north um it's on the house that was our mistake so yeah, that will not be calculated it's eight gold eight gold toll for the thank you good sir very reasonable um so you pay on the eight gold paid ten gold a piece for your cold weather gear uh, Aaron, what was your investigation check as you were looking for a place to fix your spyglass? It. It. You have trouble finding any place that you think would be dealing in something so finely crafted up here. Which is disappointing because you understand this is the largest of the ten towns. So you're a little frustrated. Sooner or later you may get this damn thing fixed, but it isn't going to happen today. Um, point of order, uh, Doc does not have 10 gold, so if someone could uh, take care of that. Indeed. Um, would Doc Actually, turn his pockets inside out in front of Ellie? I need to take 20 away because I have Ellie's gold. Yeah. Yes, you do. I will. Ellie does not have 10 I gold either. Pay for, I will pay for Doc and uh, I'll joke don't make this a habit. Ha ha ha. 
Roll for <laughs> guilt, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, I'm 13. It's right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, you feel kind of bad about it, but you're kind of happy that he paid for it. <laughs> One of those. You're Not like, much choice. Uh, I, I really couldn't do this myself, but I'm kind of glad. All right, thank you. I won't. <laughs> so you set off after your morning. Oh, well, actually, where do you go? You two options here. Uh, it sounded like you were going after the wagon first, so I was going to say you set off for the wagon. Am I mistaken? Um, there was something about having to be somewhere. Uh, Torgs is only open from no at noon or something. Were we trying to hit that or the bridge end or market opens for an hour at noon? I don't know if that was part of the plan. Comes out for the hour, and that's about as long as they can withstand or want to withstand the cold. They've kind of come to the agreement that all the vendors will come out, set up real quick, everyone will come do their shopping, get the flack back inside where it's warm. So as a community, they've done this. So do you go to this market before you leave, or do you just leave? Uh, I'd like to go to the market. Sure. It's only, I mean, it's only open for an hour, so it's not like we're going to spend a half a day there. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so you go to the market. Um, as you're sitting or walking the market, you hear, uh, hang on a second. Do -do 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 -do. Yeah, I'm trying to look for, because you were probably given some in information. Um, Torgs, she explained, um, Helm explained to you that, or Lynn explained to you that, I would say Helm, that's, yeah, anyways. Um, Torga Icevane is the owner. Um, uh, da -da, da -da, da -da. The emblem for the company is a gold paw on a black background. So as you're walking the market here, I would like you guys to make investigation checks or perception checks up to you. Um, if you're actively looking or you're just walking the market and enjoying it. Um, oh. Is there a shop that sells new dice? Because I'm rolling terrible. Today. <laughs> oh, jeez. You may be able to find a shop that's got, yeah, they sell bone <laughs> dice. Um, so I only roll the seven. Nat styles 20. Too. Nat 20. There you go. So, um, you spotted from actually quite a ways away, Aaron, as you guys are walking down the market. Um, Doc is over at a, there's this little shop set up that's got all these little whalebone dice carved out of, um, whalebone, duh. But intricately numbers carved into them and painted in several different colors and shapes and sizes. Um, many different polyhedrals from D4s all the way up to D100s. Uh, the D100 is actually something that's, when you look at it, the fact that someone had actually taken the time, and it's probably about the size of a softball, but someone has taken the time to individually make 100 sides. It's a marvel. And this is, it's just this little old lady. She's like, this is what I do in my spare time. So you're kind of in trouble. A, a lot of spare time up here. 
Yes, it's gold. It's, we sit by the fire and I make dice. Aranon, you see at that moment, you see the gold paw on the black background in the distance. Oh, I'm, I'm going to nudge Grixis. Indeed. At that moment you, that you see that, you notice something weird pass by walking down the middle of the market. It's a humanoid in a vest with a like button-down white shirt. Uh, there isn't any cold weather gear on him. He's got like normal trousers on and a cinched sash around his waist. Uh, long, kind of medium long, slicked back, dark hair, um, bare hands and forearms. And he's just kind of walking along. Um, and as you follow him, follow your eye kind of catches on him because he looks so different from everyone else in this market. And he kind of walks along and he. Walks out into the distance, right up next to Korg's stand. And then kind of takes up a defensive or protective position in the merchandise. And we'll stop there. Mm. Mm. Excellent. Pieces are, pieces are coming together. <laughs> He's fun stuff. Excellent, excellent. Oh, I love your guys' idea. I love presenting players with problems and things to do and then have them go, what if we do this together? Or do it, do it in a way that I'm not expecting at all. And it's like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> it's such a cool idea. I'm looking forward to this playing art. Excellent. Awesome. A big thank you to everybody in the chat. Looks like we had some new names in there today. I like to see that. Good storytelling, John. As always. Names are good. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. And thank you for rolling low on uh, drunk guys and busy cooks. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, thanks for sucking on your rolls today. I, I think I used all my good rolls up yesterday. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and with that, you can follow uh, us all on Twitter. I am <laughs> T.O. I, I am Tom M. Norman. T.O. M.M.N.O.R.M.A.N. Genius is Lazy Dragon GB. Cooch is Crazy Cooch. Mr. DMJC is Wildfire1265, and we are Two Nerds, One Quest. Number two nerds, number one quest. Uh, you can follow us here on twitch.tv slash TomMNorm, T-O-M-M-N-O-R-M. You can follow us on YouTube. It's a really long URL string. I will put that on Twitch, or I will put that on uh, Twitter. Because it's like GXB3729. It's like 20 characters long. Is there a niner in there? Yeah, there was a niner <laughs> in there. Um, because we don't have like access to personal credits. URLs yet. Um, show us some support. Rate our shows. Give us give us a rating. Uh, wherever you get your podcast from. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten stars. I think it only usually goes up to five. Give us five stars. Write us I'll a review. seven, though. Yeah, we'll take seven. Take seven and nine. Um, give us a rating. Let us know how we're doing. For you. The best thing you can do is share this with everybody else. Tell other people about it. Uh, have some friends listen, watch. Doesn't matter. 
just tell other people about it. Otherwise, you can go to patreon.com slash two nerds one quest, number two nerds number one quest. Uh, we have some really cool rewards, some fun stuff that you can take part in, some interactive things that we will be implementing soon. And uh, yeah, take a Patrons. look. Patrons, I'm, I'm going to get that poll put up this week. Good. Or the first creature encounter. Those Excellent. are one a month. Right. One a month. Awesome. Month. So we'll have that first one starting here in January. Um, kicking off. We'll have the vote. Um, I'll have that up either later today or tomorrow. And we'll get a vote in this week and throw something crazy at them next week. Awesome. A whole He's room full right. of crag kittens. Right. <laughs> so and they remember. They remember. <laughs> a trio of undead crag kittens. <laughs> anyway, for JC Earth. Okay. Piercing blue eyes. For me, for JC, for Cooch, and for Genius. Catch you next week. Get him. There's a sudden womanly scream out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs>